Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Between burglaries and assaults, the rising rates of rural crime have seen calls now for the Justice Minister to increase the number of Gardaí on patrol, particularly in remote and rural parts of the country. And I've been asking you to get in touch today with your experience. Green Party Councillor in Cork, Liam Quaid, is with us. Liam, what happened to you? Um, hi, Andrea. Um, so my wife and I were staying the weekend with uh, my wife's parents in Kilkenny. Um, and our car, which is a 2008 Toyota Prius, so not very glamorous or valuable, uh, was parked on the road outside their house. And it's a busy part of Kilkenny on the Dublin Road. Um, we arrived up on a Friday night and the following day we noticed that the exhaust of the car was hanging down quite drastically. Uh, but we assumed at the time that something had happened maybe on the way up from Middleton. Um, when we later started the, the, the car, it gave off this almighty kind of guttural roar that uh, brought me back to my youth driving rickety old tractors around fields. Mm. Um, and later then, when the mechanic uh, put the car on a ramp and examined it, it turned out that the catalytic converter had been surgically removed from the car the previous night. And um, we reported this to the Gardaí and they told us that um, on that same night, they had reports of four Toyota Priuses. Um, having their Catholic uh, converters uh, robbed uh, in, in County Kilkenny and Kilkenny City. And in the previous week, there was no less than eight um, Catholic converters all taken from Toyota Priuses between Kilkenny and Tipperary. Um, and this is quite an important car part because mm. it helps to reduce airborne pollutants. And, you know, it, it forms part of the, the NCT that you you have this um, intact but I, I, I've been reading up a bit about it online and apparently it's um, it's quite a pattern across the country. Uh, there's actually a report today, a newspaper report from the Joint Policing Authority in Dublin City Council that has uh, identified a spate of, of this happening around the capital. Um, I saw that the, the Sinn Féin TD, Mark Ward, actually um, was, was victim of this himself. And I was also reading online that in countries such as the US, it's been happening. There's one lady in California who has who who has uh, four Catholic converters stolen out of 2008 Priuses, and apparently the older Priuses are actually um, more vulnerable because the the metals in those converters appear to be more valuable. Um, when you went to the mechanic, what's the cost of fixing this, Liam? Um, it was around two thousand uh, right. euro and. We were lucky that much of that was covered by insurance, um, but I mean the car, the car probably isn't worth a huge amount more than that. Um, but it seems to be a particular, um, a particular pattern with this particular yeah, car is. brand. I think the, the guards even had a warning out about this. Um, I think a couple of months back, wasn't it about Japanese models? But in particular, there were certain car types they were advising people just to, you know that that this was a trend i suppose that that was emerging what's the safety risk you know for for you or other motorists liam had you have you know got into the car and and and, and carried out a long journey and it with this this thing taken out of it well it was so obvious when we got into it when we started the engine you know you you couldn't possibly have have driven it you'd know, you know straight beyond. away yeah so in in that sense at least you know it's 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 pretty obvious but um, I would advise anyone with a Toyota yeah. Prius to be particularly vigilant um, because it's a pattern nationwide, it seems. Mm. Uh, stay with us, Liam, if you don't mind. Um, I've Taryn on the line as well. Taryn, you've also been the victim of rural crime lately. What happened to you? 
Uh, so about a week ago, um, one of the neighbours who lives in, across the road from me, a uh, farmer, so I live kind of rurally, uh, he came over and he said that his wife had seen some people walking around the fields around their house and around my house. And I didn't, I thought it was odd, but I didn't, I didn't think a lot of it. And then I mentioned it to my adult daughter and she said, look, maybe they were looking at your oil tank. So I went out to check my oil tank and which I had checked two weeks ago and it was sort of three quarters full. And I went out to check and I, I'm estimating there was about 400 um, euros worth of oil stolen uh, because the tank was well down. Okay. Like they'd obviously just filled drums with whatever they could carry and had left me a little bit, so I wasn't suspicious. You know, my heating still worked the next few days. Um, but I, w- I was just gutted, you know. I, I actually know. had to speak to my kids and tell them that, like, Christmas is being downsized because I have to prioritise being able to heat my house. And, so, uh, Taryn, um, when had you last filled the tank? I had um, put a load of oil in uh, six weeks ago. Exactly six weeks okay. ago to the day that I found out. Yeah. yeah. So given given how much was then left in it, it was it was obvious to you that a significant proportion of this had been taken. You couldn't. It wasn't yeah, possible also, to use that. Also, because I had actually checked how much I had been using two weeks ago, uh, so I had gone out and looked and been like, I wonder how I'm travelling for oil. Went out, checked, saw that I had hardly used any, and uh, then when I went out after my daughter said, look, they might have been looking for oil. I went out. I was gutted. Mm. I was just gutted. You know, because I had saved up to get the oil. That was probably um, the fill for Christmas, you know, like to to get you through the winter month. It was. I was thinking that would take me through to February. And like I literally did. Obviously, my kids are a little bit older now, so it's not as awful as it could have been. But I did have to speak to my my younger kids and my older kids and say to them, look, the things you wanted for Christmas, I'm just sorry, but like I can't get those things for you. It's going to be a small Christmas, um, you know, because I'm... I can't afford it. We're going to have to buy oil instead. Uh, we, like, we can't. Just, so that's our only means of heating the house is the oil. So uh, there's no option there. So I was gutted. I really was gutted. It's a horrible time of the year for something like that to happen. It's, it's it's absolutely infuriating, Taryn. You know, like it's and and and, and as you say, only for your daughter said. You know, I I wonder is that what what they were looking for? Can you even would you have? Are you able to estimate when you think it might have happened? Like, are we able to go to the guards about it? Or I did go to the guards about it because I I thought that I knew that the guards had released a um, statement to say that you know people should keep an eye out because after there was the suspicious looking people wandering around. So I thought I better contact the guards and make sure that anybody who's ringing them that they tell those people like keep an eye on your oil tank, keep an eye on your levels, because it was just that I had been out two weeks before was how I knew that the oil had been stolen, because it was so far down. Um, and so if I hadn't have gone and checked, I, even then, though, I would have been like, there's something very odd here. That oil should have lasted me till mm, February. Know. Um, you know, because I know how much oil I use, and I'm quite careful about only using it for a couple of hours each day. So, but I did ring the guards and say to them, and uh, they said that they would put out an alert to let to let local people know, um, and for us all just to be sort of keeping an eye. But it's hard when you live rurally, you see, because, you know, I would be at work, my kids would be at school, mm-hmm. and the house is just sitting there, and there's no neighbours that could see my house. You know, you can see my house from a distance, but okay. I don't have next door neighbours. You're a little, little bit isolated um, then. I'm quite isolated. Okay. Uh, there's one other person who lives on the lane as me, as me, and I can't see his house from my house. You know, 
Um, and and again, he would be vulnerable too. He's a priest, and he just lives in that house on the weekend. So it's sort of like you know, it's it, it's we're all kind of in a in a vulnerable situation. I think when when you live rurally, has anything like this, Taryn, ever happened before? No, it hasn't. And I've I've always felt incredibly safe there. I mean, I there'd be lots of times when I would go to the shops and maybe you know not lock my house or whatever or you know and now I'm being really safety conscious Mm, you know because I always felt so safe before and like all the people the farmers who live around are so friendly and nice and will pop into my house and like the farmer down the road would come and leave me a bag of turf sometimes at my front door and you know there's a even though we are rural and we're not living you know cheek by jowl the people who I live near nearby are really lovely people um, so yeah, it's a, it's just a, I'm just really gutted about it because especially just coming up to Christmas, you know, you budget it all out carefully and presents for kids and stuff and, uh, you know, having to tell your kids, look, I'm sorry, but I can't get you what you want for Christmas. A horrible feeling. You feel like you've failed as a parent, you know? Oh, darn it's I, I really feel feel like because I, I'm sure there's many other people that have probably experienced um, what you have and, and like it's the idea that somebody has been in around the back of the house and you you know you don't know exactly when it oh, happened no. and it's just there, there is it's a real discomfort that, that comes with it you know and, and the impact yeah, then a violation yeah. yeah it does feel like a violation yeah it's horrible to think somebody else is in my space Eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is the number. Um, if you too have experienced something similar to Taryn, I, I'd like to hear from you on the program today. Listen, Taryn, I I hope the guards are able to you know to, to do something or they they catch whoever is responsible. Um, that, that, that there aren't other people that too have been affected in the in the same area as you. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope it's just me. This texture as well says I had my catalytic converter stolen. Three actually in our estate were taken, all caught in CCTV. Nothing was done about the culprits. Apparently it's the Japanese cars that they're targeting. Liam, why isn't more done about this? Well, to be honest, um, Andrea, it was actually the first the first I heard of, of this particular pattern, um, you know, when, when it happened to ourselves. Um, I, I, I do think it poses quite a challenge for Gardy because... Um, I, from what I've heard, these operations are carried out really swiftly and really kind of, um, you know, kind of insidiously, and the, the people are gone um, before there's, there's ever a chance to apprehend them. Now, somebody made a very good suggestion online that given that this is such a, a an obvious kind of a pattern um, that we're seeing across the country, mm. that Gardaí might consider a sting operation whereby, you know, they could park a Toyota Prius, particularly if it's in an area where there's already been a spate of it, uh, the likelihood is it'll be the same, the same, you know, gang that are they're involved in in later thefts, um, and that they they would wait for the thieves to swoop on that car, and that may potentially, you know, lead to a breakthrough in in um, in, in in other cases. Um, but I think it, it does really focus the mind on you know if you can afford it, uh, cameras and, and alarms and all that, and and. Um, as the previous speaker said, it, it, it does feel like a violation. And what happened to us is far less serious than than, than what happened um, to the previous caller. But it, it, it does leave you feeling vulnerable. Yeah, and the idea that people can just, you know, kind of uh, on a normal night can, can break into your car or break into your property. Mm. Um, it, it's not a nice feeling. You think CCTV cameras are the solution? 
well, I suppose they're 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 one they're one, one part of it. I know, but see, the problem with the CCTV and, and I'm a big fan actually uh, of this, but but the problem with it is there's no point in having this whole pile of um, hours of recording and CCTV, mm. and you go to the guards and they get the prosecution. So you go up before the courts, and as was yeah. previously pointed out, sure, there's little happens. I know. Do you know what I mean? I, like, sure, it's a total waste of the guards' time then sitting going through this. Yeah, I I, I think um, I think having alarms kind of visible alarms or visible cameras can also act as, as a deterrent, um, you know, because a, a thief is, is less likely to, to carry out something like yeah. this. But um, I suppose there's no, there's no perfect solutions to it. Uh, Liam, listen, thank you for, for getting in touch with us about this. Um, another text in from a listener who says, please suggest to Taryn, perhaps buying a 25 litre drum, buying oil every couple of weeks. Um, it's something that I've now started to do myself as part of the weekly shop. Just might be a suggestion, might also help towards Christmas, according to this texter. This listener says, my elderly mother lives on her own. She's afraid to leave the house in case it gets burgled. Our local police station, the guard the station, closed a couple of years ago. We feel so let down. Rural communities forgotten about again. Like that's just that's absolutely heartbreaking to think that. I, well, I I think it is to think that there's that person's mother living on their own won't leave the house for fear of the house being broken into. It's incredible stuff. Like lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk. Yeah, and we're talking about rural crime on the programme. Taryn was was with us there a few moments ago and told us about having um, her home heating oil stolen from the uh, the oil tank. She reckons about €400 Euros worth at least recently taken from the tank. She wasn't in the house at the time, but she has reported it to the guards. Taryn, if you're still tuned into us here on Lunchtime Live, I have a listener who's gotten in touch to say... I'm by no means wealthy, but Taryn's story broke my heart listening to her this afternoon and I'd like to offer her money, um, €400, to buy a refill for the tank and that incredibly generous offer um, from that texter today. I know that's obviously not what Taryn was looking for, but an incredibly generous offer uh, all the same and we'll touch base with you both um, after the programme today. So thanks to that texter for that. There's lots more getting in touch with us about rural crime. Michael is with us on the line. Michael, do you feel safe? in your home? Definitely not. Um, I, I think that over the past uh, while it has become worse and worse. And um, I think, um, whilst I think your programme is great to have on, I do think that we're talking about stuff at times that isn't of any value when we're talking about uh, what the guardies say to you. Uh, lock your gates, get your dogs, sensor lights, CCTV, video doorbell, park your car in the front, uh, don't buy too much oil, that's all great. But if we speed, nowadays they've doubled the, 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 the fine on it. But if the burglars continue burglaring, there is no deterrence. And the, 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 I believe that that's where it has to start. There mm. is not any deterrence. I had a, a burglary. The police, I feel sorry for. They never came back to me. They obviously have too much to do. I gave them photographs. I gave them uh, video. I gave them testimony and uh, um, I, nothing has come back from that. Now, I honestly believe there are three agencies that have to stand up and those are the politicians. Um, um, Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, she stated this year, the crime of burglary by its very nature is invasive and it preys mm-hmm. on the confidence and safety of us all in the very place where we should all feel safe 
that is our home. Your home. And that's the one thing that isn't 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 here in Ireland at the moment. Did, did you, Michael, have, when you say you, you were able to, you had photographs and video, you obviously had CCTV up then in advance of this happening? This is what I'm tired of hearing. And the poor people around the country being forced to buy uh, cameras, being forced mm. to put on more lights and light up the place. And then we'll be told that we'll have um, a cut-off, cut-offs because of the situation with Ukraine and stuff like that. And everybody will be afraid of being in the dark. Um, I believe it starts with uh, having the judiciary a little bit more um, responsible and accountable for the sentences that they give. I believe that the police need more help and I, I believe that the politicians need to change the law if necessary to make it easier to actually give proper sense sentencing who those who continue. Yeah. You have people, a judge came out there, he said he couldn't believe that a guy had 60 previous convictions. I know, I know. convictions. Were you in the house, Michael, do you mind if I ask at the time? No, I had four people come in uh, during the day, 11 o'clock during the day, walked up to the front of the house there were two dogs there. They didn't seem to be too bored about, uh, worried about it. The dog, uh, one of the dogs had quite a, a, a go trying to, to stop, it, stop it. And they tried to chase him off with stuff and that. And then they continued around the place. And then they uh, broke in a door, a window and got into the house. And as if they owned the place. It, so uh, then they, a neighbor of mine, an elderly lady, accosted uh, the driver that they had outside in the road. And he started uh, effing and blinding at her. She was fantastic to do that. And um, um, they felt they were under pressure. So they left a little bit earlier than they had planned to do. And they left. But what I heard afterwards, the same people had gone to three other places after they had been with me. And that's what's going on. I know. It's and like this is, it's, um, it's infuriating it's, it's because... I've asked before, uh, Andrea, I've asked you there... Why is it not that you you cannot bring in some victims, some people from the Gardaí who are responsible, the judges and some of the politicians? Put them together and let the victims ask those mm. who are responsible for our safety what's going on. I know. And look, if we could if we could if we could make it happen, Michael, I'd have absolutely zero, um, you know, hesitation in, in in doing that. I'd have no problem at all. Couple of texts coming in from listeners. Um, we'd Liam on the show there a few moments ago talking about the Catholic converter. And this listener makes the point like if the thieves weren't been paid money, big money from scrap companies for these Catholic converters, then maybe it might just stop or slow down the, the number of thefts. Like, I mean, surely if somebody arrives up to anybody today with a load of Catholic converters, are there any questions asked about where it comes from? Or is it just money handed over? I, maybe it's not. Maybe there's no questions asked. I don't know. Uh, 1800 453 if you want to get in touch with us. Another listener again. There's companies that buy Catholic converters, pay good money. All the guards have to do is go to the companies who buy them and ask the details of where they're from, says, uh, says this texter. Louise is with us too. Louise, why did you uh, get in touch about this? What's your experience? Hi, how are you? Um, I was listening to that woman um, when she was talking about her oil being stolen and we had something similar happen to us um, a good few years back. Now, I'm not a rural. Um, I, I live in a, in a state, but we got a fill of oil delivered to us. Um, I wasn't at home. I was in work. Um, the receipt was put in the door saying that it was, you know, had been filled. Um, but uh, the next day, I had to contact the oil company and complain that the tank hadn't been filled. There was nothing in it. It was empty. Right. It turned out that um, it, it had been stolen. We went to the guards and the guards said that that has actually been happening quite a lot in the area. What they were doing, what the, uh, the robbers were doing was 
following the oil tanks around, waiting for them to leave and then going in, you know, if there's access to the side of the house or the back garden or whatever they were going in then and taking out whatever had been delivered. Unbelievable. So they're they're following now the oil tanks around where they're going, looking yeah. to see if there's any interaction, you know, to see if, if you come out of the house when the fuel company, Larry, arrives, notice that they notice that, you you know, you didn't come out of the house, the cop, yeah, there's yeah. nobody there. Yeah. The no, oil we, tank we have, leaves and they go around the back. We have a lock on the gate, but I had been asked to leave it obviously unlocked so that they could get access to the tank. We also had two dogs. Uh, the dogs were normally left out during the day when I was in work, but um, in this case, I left them inside the house because there was somebody delivering oil. Um, so, yeah, it was it was hard. Um, obviously, it was a few years back. Oil prices weren't quite as high as they are now, but I was a single parent with two kids at the time. So, you know, it was a huge loss to me to, to just have to, um, you know, repay that and, and get more oil. Because it's the kind of thing, isn't it, Louise? You know, you 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 tend to, particularly when you've, um, uh, the you know, an oil tank, you tend to just put the money aside. Or you you know the time of the year. You nearly know to the week when you're going to, you know, ring yeah. the company and get the fill or before Christmas or whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, we 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 had done everything that we were supposed to do. We have a lock on the side gate. We have dogs. We we even have a lock for the tank. But obviously, with it being delivered, and I wasn't going to be at home, I left the lock off yeah. the tank. I left the lock off the gate. Um, so yeah, there was there was no way around that. You know, they they followed the tanks to to see where they're being delivered. Yeah, Do you, was there ever any anybody convicted? If it was, if it was a space that was no. happening, or no, yeah, nothing it was, ever it was happened. happening in the area. But as far as I'm concerned, nothing ever came of it. Um, not not that I was told anyway. Okay. Uh, Jackie is texting as well to say there's too many Garda stations closed. They need to be reopened to give protection um, to the rural areas according to, to Jackie. A lot of listeners as well getting in touch there off the back of Michael's comments. Um, and and Michael makes a very good point about that. You know, like I know that constantly the advice and you hear it and there's various different awareness campaigns to tell people, you know, uh, leave the lights on. As Michael says, park the car at the front, you know, the dog, extra locks, CCTV, sensor lights, the whole lot. And, and this then, maybe it's a false sense of security for people. I don't know. But Michael's point in saying that we're telling people to do this and he had all of this and he still was broken into his home um, by four four intruders. Like a lot of the textures, I mean, it's ha- very hard to disagree with people. It is all down to the punishment. It's down to the sentencing. Like that's that's ultimately the deterrent in all of this because the guards have gone out, they've carried out these big, you know, rural operations um, catching travelling gangs and, and a lot of them have been, been quite successful when you look at the, the figures. But the reality is people come before the courts and there needs to be a far greater deterrent to stop people from, from doing this. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.